When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I could give it to you all night long. I wonder what this one's about. This is another Professor Bundus original. It's called One Night. Now, we were listening to it. Earlier on our radio show, it came up. By fluke, but somehow Bundus had it ready to go. Yeah, Bundus is like, um, you know those people in the Old West that had their six-shooter on their side, ready to like pull it at any moment (laughs) and fire it? Yeah. Bundus is like that with his music. If you even like hint at him having a song, it's like right there, ready to go. (laughs) He'll start playing it. It was pretty fun. (laughs) Song? Boom. Boom. Yeah. Like, oh, have you ever done that with any of your music, Bundus? Well, actually, yeah. And here's an example of it right here. Boom. (laughs) Fastest draw in six. Yeah. We got a text actually this morning from Tony. He's been on our podcast before. Uh, Tony the bakery guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said, I got a question for Bundus. I listened to Mary Rose Obsession for quite a bit and I really like it, which I guess is your first band? Yeah, that was my rock and roll band. Yeah, he was saying, I was wondering how come they never made a big? It's a a big conversation, Tony. Oh, God. But I'm sure you have the time to talk about it. And uh, audio examples as well, maybe? <laughs> no. Oh, man. I, uh, before Bundes tells his story, the music business is so challenging to break into. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see it all the time when you watch these like reality TV shows that are based around singing. The Voice, for example. You have all these people who are super talented. And what are they doing? They're working in sandwich shops. They're mm-hmm. working in retail. They're doing like anything other than singing because... It's so hard to break into. I I do not envy anyone who wants to have a career in music. I feel like it has part to do with like the talent that you bring to the table and also has a lot to do with your your um your individuality and your style. Do and you if you're know? bringing something unique and different to the table, I think that plays into it too. Because if you can just sing and you've got a great sound, but you only sing covers of other songs that people have done, which is the case with a lot of those shows like The Voice and American Idol, then you're not really doing anything new and standing out. You just sound like everything else. Uh, I, I would... I I would disagree. Like, sure, there's like examples of people who are coming out who are real, like eccentrically different than anybody else. But if you take 10 people who are all super talented, they're not all getting through the door. Mm-hmm. They only they open the door a little bit and then someone squeezes through and gets in, leaving nine talented people just standing outside. And one person gets in and gets to be at the party in the VIP room with mm-hmm. the record labels supporting them and giving them all the, you know, all the, the, the writing and the mm-hmm. stuff they need marketing i had a friend who got my jazz demo in front of like a record label executive in in montreal who owned like his own jazz record label 
and uh, he had to listen to it. I was doing jazz standards on the demo. You and tried to have a career as a jazz singer? Well, the guy's like, do you want me to pass your demo off to... Because I had my jazz demo from being studying music in university. I'm like, yeah, pass it on. Who knows? But he had to listen to it. And he's like, you know, she's got a great voice. But like, what is she bringing to the table that I haven't already heard? Like, what's her unique style? What's her unique spin? Well, especially in an old format like that, where there's already so many yeah. grades. But Bondis, why, do, why don't we give him a chance to explain mm-hmm. what happened with take Mary a, Rose Obsession? Take us down the path. Well, um, what do you want to know about, like how the band like, like kind of like formed and why how, you broke up? Why we broke up? I mean, you formed because you guys all wanted to be rock stars and be famous, obviously. Yeah. Okay. And you love playing music. Why we broke up was because we were. A pretty successful independent band. We had a we we get garnered like a quite a large following in in Toronto and Ontario. We were selling out shows. We were working with award winning producers. I was sitting in meetings with Nickelback's agent. How I, did you work with award winning producers? Did you pay them? Like how did that happen? Um, you you would have to pay them, yes, but like you, they to, have to accept they you. Have to accept you, like as to, a customer. Even, even get in front of them, you'd have to be recommended by different people. So mm. uh, there, there was so many things that were were soul crushing about the experience because, like, I flew down to L.A. and I was sitting in Live Nation's office with Joey Scalari, and he's like, "Oh, let me pull up a." He was the VP of of uh, Live Nation down in L.A. Mm. and he, I'm sitting there, we're talking about music, and he gives a call to Ralph James, the agency group in Toronto, and Ralph James is Nickelback's agent, and he sets up a meeting for me. And wow. I fly back to Toronto, and I'm sitting down with Nickelback's agent, and we're talking music, this and that. And then the next thing I know, I'm off to New York, and I'm working on a record with David Bennett, who's a Grammy-winning producer. And then I come back, and I'm sitting in Warner, Warner Brother Music's Canada's office, and I'm talking with the reps there, and we're trying to plan this whole thing out. And mm-hmm. everybody seems on board. We're selling out shows. We've got a huge following. We go make this record. We come back and it just falls flat. Like all of the promises, all of the things that were kind of, that looked like they were in motion mm-hmm. just fell apart. And at that point, this was 2012, the band had already been around for a good six years working really hard at it. Mm-hmm. And when everything kind of fell apart uh, on that run, the amount of money that was also put into it and plus just the years of baggage of like, Kind of being disappointed it killed particularly my brother who kind of like was just, he the singer in that band he was the drummer in that oh band. okay and he just didn't kind of want to go on where i i was hurt but like i was willing to continue because I, I knew we had something good right. there. like i and, and if we just kept pushing and we kept adapting Oh, you recognize it. Yeah, I wrote it, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just pulled up Mary Rose Obsession. What's the song you're most proud of from that band? Uh, Rock and Roll Queen has got my favorite guitar solo. Oh, yeah? What album's that off of? That's Chains to Nowhere. Okay, Chains to Nowhere, Rock and Roll Queen. The last like minute of the song, we pull like a Paradise City and we change the tempo oh, yeah? of the song. last chorus and then it kind of does a temp- tempo change and I rip a solo. Oh yeah, is this a Bundes guitar solo coming up? Yeah. Oh sweet. Okay, how much further do I have to go? Uh, maybe 10, 15 seconds or okay, so. Okay, let's, 
listen to uh, Bundes' band and Bundes' big guitar solo coming up. Guitar, like we've been asking we've been him to begging him. bring his guitar, some of the distortion pedals, <laughs> bring and bring your fucking and... guitar in already, man. Jesus, we want to hear you wail. Oh, yeah. So you should smash some shit up after that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> we used to do that shit on stage. Did you? And then you'd be like, Oh my god, I gotta play this. That's guitar my tomorrow. nice guitar <laughs> that my mom gave me for Christmas. <laughs> You know, honestly, though, like, um, I don't play the guitar as much as I used to. Like, I, I literally, when, we, when I was doing that, like, I would have a guitar in my hand all day long, all night long. I would just sit just there. Noodle around. Noodle, mm-hmm. right. And, like, I can't play the guitar as good as that Sure. Anymore. Really? Yeah. You, lo- you lose it? That's you yeah. peaking. And I bet you you could get back there, but you got to do it every day. Yeah, like, I still know how to play that solo, but my fingers are not yeah. as, as... Well, you don't even have the calluses. Like, it would hurt your hand probably, right? But just the finger movement. Like, my fingers are moving really fast there, and the memorization of exactly how it all works. Like, that that used to be second nature to me. Like, I'd close my eyes. I would do that with my teeth. Like, that's... I, 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 <laughs> seriously, like, I would, play, I would play that with my teeth on stage. Like, I did But I can't do that anymore. And there's a part of me that almost... Almost like when I do pick up the guitar and start playing, I kind of get disappointed at myself. Sure, yeah. I know. And I also feel a lot of hurt and pain. Like after the band broke up, I didn't touch a guitar for more than a year. Like, wow. I, did, I, like I was so upset about it because it, that band was my identity. It was like I was that. Like, Okay, sure. so getting back to this story, your brother's disappointed with how everything ended up. The album yeah. fell flat. You're losing the support of all the people that were kind of like rallying behind you for a little bit. The biggest problem with what we were doing was we were rock and roll and rock and roll was not marketable in a radio sense. It didn't matter that we were selling out shows. Radio stations weren't playing it. You're They're, almost like 15 years too late. Kind of, yeah. So... There was no point of a of a record label to take us on because they couldn't do anything with us. Mm. We weren't uh, the next sound. They didn't think rock and roll was coming coming mm. back, and we were trying to do that. Modern rock was still popular at the time, but that was like the heavier uh, Nickelback or Linkin Park stuff, and we were trying to be a little more rock and roll. And that mm-hmm. just wasn't a thing. So I was willing at that point to try something new and like try a different sound, but my brother kind of like just lost lost his heart was broken, so he lost it and. Um, kind of bowed out mm-hmm. and from there I, I i tried to do some country music i came across a country producer and there was a lot of guitar and rock and roll kind of things happening. how many in people country. are in this band though like There's you can four. replace a drummer so what about the other two guys you can replace a drummer yes i know one, that they're important and they're like you know the foundation to every song you have totally um but one that that drummer is my brother and he's the guy i've been playing music with since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like there's a there's a certain connection there. Like I I I don't know how it's like it's like a language when I'm playing with him. Like I don't need to speak. He just kind of knows and I know. So mm-hmm. losing that was 
pretty hard. Yeah. Like um, more and I. Is it chemistry? Yeah, big time. And like with with drummer being so important, you put somebody else in there, all of a sudden everything feels different. Um, and once he left, the other two guys in the band were also brothers. So it was like two brothers and two brothers, and it just it just lost the the yeah. cohesion. Did you guys ever swap brothers? <laughs> Stupid. You know, you'd hang out with the, your the other guy's brother, and you that guy would hang out with your brother. Yeah, we would hang. Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> Did you have ever have a, one of the record uh, label people or the industry experts um, make suggestions to you as far as like uh, getting a new drummer or a new lead singer or like making changes in that way that would you know like where they were like this is what you have to do to get to the next level did they make any of those crazy suggestions yeah um the bass player in my band was a little older than us they said replace him get a hot and young kid in there and um yeah just because of his age just because of his age shut up really yeah was he a badass bass player yeah he's covered in tattoos so what's the problem nothing how old was he (laughs) uh he's probably like Ooh, maybe eight or nine years older than me. Oh, what's the big deal? So he was in his like mid thirties, and I was in my like pretty early mid twenties. Okay. So there's a like he wasn't old by any yeah, by, but like in comparison to the boys, to, to the rest of us, he was older. Um, so that was a problem for certain certain people had had commented on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to do some some dancing around and lying sometimes in meetings to oh, avoid that, that kind geez, of... Jeez, that sucks. I, I can't believe, though, when you're in a band that tight and nobody else has moved on to other bands, why you guys wouldn't just get together and play again. Like, wouldn't you like guys jam, love to do... Just for fun, you just know? Just to even do a little show at, like, the Bovine or something? Um, we used to play at the Hard Rock Cafe religiously at uh, Young and Dundas before yeah. it closed down. Like when you we, were in a band. When we were in the band. Um, yep. That was like our spot. They loved us there. And they wanted us to play their final show. They they like reached out to MRO and asked us if we would close out the Hard Rock for their final show. And I was willing to do it. My brother wasn't so much, again. My brother just didn't want to go back down that road. Hmm. Um, also, like... What a chicken shit. <laughs> me and what him. a dick. <laughs> a dick. Come on, man. <laughs> me and that him. must be frustrating when you want to do it and he says no. Fuck. Totally. Uh, but it also, Matt and I were working on Walk Waves, our new stuff, and we were playing as like we were playing live at that time. Oh, you were? Okay, so... Um, so we didn't... We were so focused on that and rehearsing like that that we like to get back to MRO and like rehearse with them. Mm. It would have been we there wasn't enough time for us to get back up to par like to be MRO ha- like the way it was back in the day to put on that final show. We'd have that's to, Mary Rose obsession by the way. I, the knew, MRO. That. Okay. I yeah. knew that. We'd have to stop Walkwaves and and it was on the rise at that time. We just signed with a new management company and it was like we didn't want to take away from the acceleration going on with this group to go back to an old group. Hmm. Um, but it's definitely a thought that always comes up to me. Like I, I would always love to do it, but like, again, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of hurt there. Like I haven't talked to Dan and Dave, the other two guys in the band 
since we broke up. And it wasn't until last year where uh, our old manager got married and we we were at the wedding together and that yeah. was the first time oh. I had seen them. Were you nervous about seeing them? Yeah, totally. And like seeing an ex-girlfriend, right? Yeah. Um, and it's <laughs> and it's not because I have any ill will against them, but it's like neither of us have reached out to each other because there's just so much heartbreak in, in how it all kind of didn't work oh, out. So man. what was the period of time for when like things started falling apart to when the band just like everyone walked away and you didn't see them? Was that period of time weeks or is that months of... It's, uh, it's over like several months that it just started to... Were you mad at your brother for walking away? Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, you didn't talk to him or you did? I, I mean, not not, a, not as much as I do now. Like I, there, was, there was definitely some like anger there for, for, mm. for giving up on it. Hmm. And then, yeah. Um, and as soon as I saw the guys again, um, it was great to start reminiscing and we were laughing and we were shooting the shit and talking about the old days. But like even them, when I was talking to them, they were saying like, I didn't pick up a guitar for a year. Like I, Dan, the singer, he was, and the other guitar player, he didn't touch the guitar. He didn't want to even think about music because everybody was ruined by it. Hmm. And that was a big part of the reason why I ended up you know, becoming um, addicted to, to Percocets. Like one, I was dealing with pain. This also happened at a time where, like, I was so super depressed, where the pills started to mask the depression that I was feeling because of the loss of the whole music career. So right. your car accident where you had the head-on collision, was at the same time that the band was breaking it, up? It was prior to, but... Yeah, it, it started I was, that... I was managing my pain and my, my pill usage, like, accordingly. Right. And then after, after this happened, I... Just, I remember I was sitting in a parking lot one day in a Tim Hortons and I was just by myself, upset, depressed. And I looked over on, my, on the on my, my, the passenger chair and the bottle was there. And I just said, fuck it. And I took a few. Like I took, I popped like four. And that, that was the first time you took them for just a recreational like feeling, like yeah. to, to not mask pain, like physical pain. Yeah. And then I just remember sitting in the car for like two hours. I smoked a pack and a half of cigarettes and I just was writing lyrics stoned off my ass in a parking lot mm. and as soon as the high wore off i felt like shit again so the next day i did it again yeah that's and crazy that you remember the exact moment where you like you turned uh the corner or not the corner that's the wrong way to put it but went down that road yeah i i, I, I can still feel the sunlight on my face like i i remember it like it was yesterday it's interesting because a lot of athletes and and um people in music who uh, their, when their career ends, uh, that's when they start to go down that path as well because it's almost like your identity, like you are so identified with being in music and then you get the door slammed in your face and then you have your car accident and then you have the Percocets. That's when you, you might as well just do drugs, right? Because I, your purpose, that was your purpose. I honestly can't tell you how many, it took me years to, 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 to let go of that personality and to walk into a room and feel like Chris again. Like yeah. Every conversation I used to have, every person I would run into, all they would ask me is, oh, yo, man, what's going on? How's the band? What's how's going the on band? Like, that was my life. Like, mm. nobody ever asked how I was. It was no, how's no, the band? No, yeah. I, it was just, I was Sally with the fucking sunglasses on all the time and I played in a rock and roll band. Like, yeah. that's, that's how people knew me and that's how I looked at myself. I didn't, I didn't know who I was without it. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, same with my husband who who was addicted to painkillers too. He ended his baseball career and didn't like that was who he was. Yeah. His baseball mat. Like how do I just be Matt Matt? Yeah. How do you do it? I don't know. And what does that mean? And is that and it's like a death. It's like a death of something. And it'd be it's like sad. it'd be like if someone told me I couldn't sail a boat again. 
Yes. Yeah, it would be. It <laughs> or would be. yeah, totally. <laughs> or be on the radio. But I, I will say, like, I do feel for people who are heavily involved in things where their career is so short. Like, music could definitely be a good example of that. But mm. you know, you think of people who play football in school. Football. I mean. Unless you're going to play in professional football, where even then your career is super short, mm. you pretty much you're done your career by the time 30? university's over. Oh or, yeah! If you don't go into the CFL or play in some like European league, or if you're God, like one of the handful of people that can play in the NFL in the states, it's such a short-lived period of time. Totally, and I'm that's so what glad, you identify with. I'm so glad that the sports that I do are lifelong sports, mm-hmm. and I'm still trying to learn more that can be lifelong sports. Cause yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there could be other chapters for your music too, but also look at your job now and 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 look at how I mean even with my figure skating I I often wondered like what the hell was all that work for? But then I got Battle of the Blades mm-hmm. and that was because I was a figure skater, I was a host chosen as a host on that show. And it it's funny how all of those things that you did inevitably circle back. We'll circle back yeah. and you'll use them and that's cool. And look at how much we talk about your music. I, no, it's great, and and I've I've really gotten to a point where like I appreciate so much the experience that I had, and it was really hard to see how lucky I was at the time, mm-hmm. because even though I didn't make it to where I wanted to make it, I mean I was so much more successful than like fucking ninety percent of the yes! musicians out there. Yeah. So to, to M R O M R O one more song, yeah, yeah, Holy Brothers. You can always just like. Jam. Let's too. call your. That's, you could jam. Let's call your pussy brother and get him back on that kit. <laughs> Does he still play the drums? Yeah, we were actually when at Christmas when I went to my parents' place. Uh, the gear's all there. We actually started jamming a little bit. He sat on the kit and I was playing ah, some guitar. Awesome. And we were ripping and and it's really Did you get your dad on the bass. Like, how do you fill out the uh, rest of the instruments? Uh, you, you can't really when oh. it's just a guitar and drum. Okay. Uh, my dad did, cannot play. Um, he just kind of strums and it sounds like shit. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. You guys sing some Christmas songs for the family? No, we were trying to play old MRO songs. Trying to remember how to play them all. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, like you say that you kind of lost your ability to do that and even now you wouldn't be able to play some of those songs. My understanding is like Eddie Van Halen, who recently passed away, one of the greatest, if not the greatest guitar player of all time, there was a period of time through his like lowest point of drug use and everything where they weren't really touring, where he apparently lost his ability to play a lot of the songs really? that he was you know, famous for mm. and that he had to relearn it all and get his skills back up to you know what we know them to be mm-hmm. for him to go tour again when he was touring with his son and you know a couple of the OG members yeah it's like it's like a muscle like one you're you got to recall that information from your brain like which fret am i going which string am i going to and then it's the actual finger movements and and the mechanics of like getting your finger to move that fast and and hit exactly where you want yes at the speed that you want and then like not forgetting where am i supposed to go next there's, there's a lot there and when you're playing every day it becomes second nature where you don't even need to think about it you're 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 working on autopilot you know what in sailing you always know how to do it it's (laughs) always second nature i will say though at the beginning of the year i find myself like i can get seasick easier yeah feel a little like off not like i bar for anything but Mm. the first time out i'm out on lake ontario or something i'll be like oh Mm -hmm. same with figure skating for me i'll step on the ice and be like whoa whoa." oh because if you do a spinny Whoa. No, I just a, like, a it takes me uh, a second <laughs> to get my 
takes me like uh, the last time I got on the ice and actually did anything, it took me about 15 minutes before I could start doing my jumps again. So, yeah, you know, get your legs back, right? This summer, I decided to get on a bike for the first time oh, in like yeah. <laughs> what, 17 years? Yeah. <laughs> totally forgot how to ride a bike. <laughs> That's Which goes funny. <laughs> it's dead against the expression. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. That's supposed to insinuate you never forget how to do it. <laughs> took me 20 minutes to get it. <laughs> took me 20. <laughs> well, you've got one metal leg, so that might be part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your bike was just like Warped. <laughs> I don't know, but I could not figure it out for the life of me. Oh, that's funny. Wow, look at that. Who is that text from? Tony? That was from Tony. Well, Tony, you drove uh, today's podcast, that's for sure. If you want to text us about anything for us to talk about, we'll, we'll dish it on the podcast. And bring your freaking guitar in bundles. Okay. Just for fun. The electric guitar. Yeah, I, w- I want to wail on it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the bands are uh, Walk Waves and Mary Rose Obsession if you want to dive down a Bundus musical rabbit hole. <laughs> and thanks for checking out the podcast. See ya.